Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the April 26th, 2023, 170th edition, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Shots fired sends people into a panic at a local sports facility. Early voting has begun in Mansfield. City councilman helps break down two ballot propositions. City takes a walk in the park, three of them actually. Mansfield receives its own award in a moment with the mayor and downtown gets ready to rock this weekend. We have the seven-day weather forecast and in the talk segment Steve concludes his in-studio talk with local artificial intelligence expert Vaughn Wynne-Jones. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. I'm Dr. Benita Reed, running for MISD School Board. I firmly believe that our neighborhood schools are part of the nucleus that makes a strong community. As a parent and teacher, I see firsthand how an investment into students leads them back to investing in their community. I'm asking for your vote to help keep our Mansfield schools focused on the right priorities to support student success and provide teachers the tools they need. Early voting is April 24th through May 2nd. Election day is Saturday, May 6th. Read more at readformisd.com. Political advertising paid for by Dr. Benita Reed Campaign. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Hi, this is Paul Duncan with Trinity Roofing and Construction. There are over 7,500 roofers in the North Texas area. And when a major hailstorm blows through town, that number skyrockets with companies as far away as Montana. In the planning stages of re-roofing your home, it's normal for customers to ask questions such as, where are they based out of and how many years experience do they have roofing in North Texas? Trinity Roofing and Construction can answer each of these questions with confidence. As a family-owned, Mansfield-based business since 2011, Trinity Roofing and Construction recently received a Product Excellence Award by Owens Corning and are a Platinum Preferred Contractor with Owens Corning. Contact us today for a free, no-obligation video roof inspection. Rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, Trinity Roofing and Construction, a Mansfield company, not only replacing roofs, but building relationships. Find us on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. That's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. 
Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. People ran for cover after false reports of an active shooter at a youth basketball tournament at Fieldhouse USA right here in Mansfield. Videos posted on social media show parents, coaches, and players in a panic Sunday afternoon as some ran outside while others ducked for cover. Mansfield police officers were dispatched to the Fieldhouse in reference to a fight in progress and possible shots being fired. A parent and an opposing coach were asked to leave the location. As they went into the parking lot, one of the parties went to his car and brandished a gun. Someone in the parking lot saw the gun and yelled, shots fired, which caused everyone to run from the location. Officers identified both parties involved and it's still under investigation. Investigators were able to determine that there were no shots fired. The report of gunfire was actually a result of someone tripping over a table causing a loud sound that people thought was a gunshot. Officers are trying to determine who had the gun and what led him to actually retrieving the weapon. This is an active investigation. No one was injured in the incident. Fieldhouse USA was hosting the Heart of Texas Showcase National Tournament, and all games scheduled for the rest of the day were canceled. Early voting began on Monday here in Mansfield, and candidates have set up their pop-up tents and are loaded with scores of literature to hand out. There are three city council races involving incumbent Todd Tenori and Gary Cardinal vying for place six, incumbent Larry Brosh running unopposed for place seven, and a special election for place three with Scott Bowman and Brent Newsom on the ticket. Also on the ballot and running for Mansfield ISD School Board are Dr. Benita Reed and Quentin Huckabee for Place 6, and running unopposed for Place 7 is current school board president Courtney Lackey Wilson. Before casting your vote, be sure to listen to our candidate interviews on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Early voting runs through May 2nd, with Election Day falling on Saturday, May 6th. Days, times, and locations vary by county, and you can get all the information you need at votetexas.gov. Early voting has started in Mansfield, and on the ballot, if you live in the city of Mansfield, is Proposition A and Proposition B. What does it mean? It's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of verbiage there, and and in the studio today to tell us about these propositions, Councilman Casey Lewis. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Hey, Steve. You are not a salaried employee of the city, which allows you to come here and talk about these propositions, even though someone from the city could talk about it, but they couldn't rally behind it. They can't campaign. Campaign and exactly. Yeah. The- the law basically says that you can't use public funds to pay for telling you to vote for or against something. And I'm just a private citizen that happens to be on the city council. So let's talk about these propositions. Proposition A, uh, Proposition A asks for voters to allow the MEDC, the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation, to use the currently approved collection of its type A sales and use tax including amounts already collected for, for certain type B projects and the maintenance and operating costs of such type B projects, in addition to the type A projects currently authorized to be undertaken by MEDC. Now, it's a lot of language. That is, and that's actually not the language that is on the ballot. Right. This that's act- just kind of giving you the general thing that says, hey, back in 96, voters in Mansfield 
said that uh, they wanted to create the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation and pay a half cent sales tax uh, to fund economic development projects in the city. But they put a very specific restriction on that. And it's in the state funds, it's called type A, which means industrial use and primary jobs. So for the last 30-ish years, Mansfield has had this sales tax in place, but it is only for building things that drive primary jobs that are considered by the state as industrial user users, warehouses, distribution, that type of thing. And if you want to read the ballot language, you can go to mansfieldsalestax.com. The ballot language is a lot longer and thought I would uh, just read the the summation versus the, the actual language. What are type A sales? I, I think you just, well, you mentioned the infrastructure and, and industrial and Tell us then what type B sales uh, are and and what Proposition A is all about. Yeah, so Proposition A basically takes the existing tax that we all already pay, have already been paying for years, and expands those uses out so that you're not just using that those funds for type A, which are industrial and warehousing jobs, but you can move them into the type B category, which is more for community building things like restaurants, retail, entertainment, parks, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we would use those specifically in reference to economic development. So things that grow the tax base, diversify the tax base off of single family. Um, Mansfield is one of the only cities in North Texas. We, we also have a type A and a type B sales tax in Mansfield. But our type B is restricted to only parks, whereas cities like Midlothian to the south of us have their type B as a community engagement tax. So they're able to do things in their downtown with theirs that we can do with ours. So broadening the base of what allowable uses the Economic Development Corporation has for their type A would allow us to use those funds for things that benefit local residents here, as well as grow the economy and diversify the tax base. And what type B projects is the city looking at? We don't have anything specific in mind. We've heard two things uh, in our most recent resident feedback. Fix the streets, which we're actively doing. I think we've talked about that, that we've got $125 million allocated over the next five years to fix streets, make intersections more efficient. Uh, but the number two thing was that they told us that we need to be going after are things for people to do in Mansfield, for families, for their teenagers, and restaurants and entertainment things. Yeah. Um, we don't have a, currently an economic incentive tool that would allow us to go get those things. Um, and so type... Proposition A allows us to go recruit specifically those things and help with infrastructure or parking or uh, incentives that would bring a, a top golf or a or a high five or a bowling alley or something to be able to be incentivized to to go get that. Um, it could also help pay for um, if a private developer wanted to build um, an art center or a a stadium like Dr Pepper Center in Frisco or the Star in Frisco or anything like that. Prop A and Prop B would allow for the MEDC to help participate in that infrastructure cost, putting in the roads, maybe helping to build the parking garage, uh, building out like at Ford at the uh, Ford Star Center in Frisco. They've got that big football field out in front. Right. That's a public space. And so we could help participate to build the public spaces that would be part of an overall development. So that's what that's essentially what Proposition A and B do is it gives MEDC more flexibility rather than just incentivizing industrial and warehouse users. It's taking the same tax that we already have and giving us more options to grow our economy. Do we even need to get into Proposition B then? You've, you've kind of explained both of them. What, uh, uh, so there we... 
as a city council members, we wanted to just do one proposition. The attorneys got involved and, and basically <laughs> said, hey, specifically, if you were to have um, something like a, a multi-sport stadium, we call it multi-sport because we don't know who the ultimate user would be. It could right. be football, soccer, rugby, baseball. We don't know. Um, but if that stadium were to be built with private dollars, we would obviously want to help participate with things like the roads, the parking garage, maybe getting water out to the site, um, out in our entertainment district, which is on the east side of town. Proposition B would allow us to take the very little bit of bonding capacity that uh, is in this fund and be able to help bond those roads and water and sewer and all of the infrastructure that would support that type of development. All right. So one, one deals with money on hand, the other one deals with debt. Potentially using it to fund debt, um, yeah. but spe- specifically for this one project. The one project of bringing more entertainment to Mansfield. Yes. Now, Casey, I'm, I'm hearing around town that people are, 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 are talking about these propositions are giving it the city an avenue to, to develop these projects that, that failed in the last election. Is that any truth to that there's there's not so last year we held the bond election as you know right uh four out of five of them did not pass the linear trail did pass and is being expanded but this is mansfield economic development corporation the projects have to have an economic benefit so we're not just going out as much as i personally think a, a new sports complex is needed in mansfield uh it's 25 to 30 million dollars this fund doesn't have that type of money available and that type of project would not be an economic development benefit. You wouldn't see additional tax revenue coming because of that product project. So the, these funds cannot be used for those propositions that did not pass last year. And again, we're, we're already into early voting. If someone wanted to get more information about the two propositions, uh, the city has a website. So the city has a website. It's mansfieldsalestax.com. That'll give you all of the generic information. Again, the city can't advocate for or against. Um, and the attorneys get involved and make ballot language more difficult to read than it probably should be. Um, but if you just really read in and, and highlight specific portions, you can you can see what the actual intent is through the ballot. Um, also, feel free to reach out to me or any of your other council members. We'd be happy to sit down and talk with you, answer any of your questions, uh, get you with city staff members to uh, just kind of help explain if you have questions um, about what the intended uses are or how this could benefit Mansfield. It's Councilman Casey Lewis, who uh, has come into the studio wearing his coat and tie. He's ready to do the uh, the people's work, uh, which starts in about an hour. Yes, sir. And uh, appreciate you being on about Mansfield. Thanks, Steve. The city of Mansfield opened two new parks on Saturday, as well as a newly renovated park. The festivities started early at the new Watson Branch Park, located just north of Mauser Electronics on FM 157. Parks Board President Scott Bowman gives us the details. It's a neighborhood park that's going to be accessible for all of the 250 single-family homes and the multifamily homes that are there uh, in that neighborhood. We're pretty excited about that. From there, city officials moved the festivities to the new Gertie Barrett Park, another neighborhood park located just a couple of blocks north of Ben Barber School. It's our second splash pad that we've added to our inventory. It provides a backup uh, for the one in Chandler 
Chandler Park, but it also is right next door to multiple neighborhoods that allow kids to be able to walk and their parents to walk uh, to that park. The final stop of the three park festivities ended at the newly renovated McClendon Park West in the 700 block of West Broad Street. We added a splash pad there. So now the city has three total splash pads, which we're real excited about. We also um, added some basketball hoops at that park as well and cleaned up uh, some of the equipment and moved some things around and made it a little bit easier to, to get around there separating the the older kid things like basketball away from the younger kid things like a splash pad. All three parks are within the master plan that was created in 2020 by the Parks Board. Bowman said that only 23% of Mansfield residents live within a 10-minute walk of a park, which is about half of the national average. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday evening. The following opinions of those are Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. It is Tuesday morning, as we do every other week. We welcome Mayor Michael Evans to the studio. All right, I'll say it today. Top of the morning, Steve. Yes, yes. I do say that, don't I? I love it. You started at 12 noon on, on Monday. We did start at 12 noon. We, we were about the people's business. Yes. And uh, you started off with roadway fees. And- yeah, we did. We did. We discussed uh, updates to the thoroughfare plan, uh, roadway impact fees, and also uh, roadway capital plan. Uh, we believe that uh, when new development comes into the city, that the development ought to pay for itself and that the burden should not ever be on the taxpayers. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Sure. (laughs) Let's get into 7 o'clock, and I'm just going to bunch these all together. Proclamations, National Library Month, Historic Preservation Month, and awards. Let's just tee it up and... Hit it down the fairway. All right, let's do it. In regard to the proclamations, uh, the first uh, proclamation, we were recognizing uh, the great work that uh, Dr. Darian Bradford does. He is a beloved, and I mean that, cardiothoracic surgeon. Uh, He has served and improved the health of Mansfield residents for almost 20 years. Even my own personal story in regard to my wife's open-heart surgery that she had more than a decade ago, I I thank God for uh, Mr. Bradford, excuse me, Dr. Bradford, as well as others uh, in the city, but this entire region. So we appreciated him. Uh, We then recognized the National Library Week, as well as Historic Preservation Month, uh, which is going to take place during the month of May. So I'm just hoping that folks will just uh, go out and check out the fun and all of the activities that's going to be taking place during um, May and um, learn more about uh, Mansfield's rich history and also the library and, and just the impact that it has on so many of us. And then you handed out some awards. Well, actually, you know what? Awards were handed to us. Uh, my fellow council members, we, we were um, both humbled and honored to have been presented with the uh, Lifetime Achievement uh, President's Volunteer Service Award. And uh, we're grateful to serve in the great city of Mansfield, Texas, in our community. Moving on to uh, staff comments, Mansfield continues to be an award-winning destination. Our iconic uh, Music Alley Festival was recognized, Steve, by the uh, Texas Travel Awards. Listen to this, as the best mid-market festival in the entire state of Texas. Hmm. And and that that's outstanding. And uh, I understand that we're going to hear more about um, uh, Music Alley uh, later on in the broadcast. So. Yes, we'll talk about that in just a second. Consent agenda, three items, and 
And uh, what took place? Yes, in regard to the consent agenda, we approved all three items, including a resolution authorizing the purchase of property located at 660 West Broad Street for the Walnut Creek Linear Park System and professional services for design of improvement to Catherine Rose Memorial Park and Hardy Almond Soccer Complex. We're excited about that. Just a couple of minutes ago, we heard from our councilman, uh, Casey Lewis, about the propositions A and B. You got some public comments on uh, on those propositions. Yeah, we held a uh, public hearing, and I, I think it's always important. We do think it's always important to hear from our uh, constituents in regard to anything that we're asking them to approve. Um, this is in regard to a type B, type B projects. Uh, these are, are projects that we hope that the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation uh, can do. Uh, we propose to undertake these if the voters uh, approve of the propositions. I think it's important also to mention that the category of projects and estimates for the next five years as they were presented, uh, it's important to note that the use of these funds, if voters approve, cannot be used for projects from the last bond election. There was there was uh, some false information about that. And Steve, uh, we also heard people... Uh, well, you know, again, information, bad information, saying that we're going to bring in public housing using these funds and that kind of thing. That can't, boy, that's far from the truth. So wow. uh, it's good to get some good education on this, but we're just actually asking our voters to approve this so we can have more flexibility in the use of our funds and we'll be able to invite into our city uh, those uh, projects that, uh, again, will help to f support the tax base. And, you know, when you do that, we can uh, take care of our firefighters, all of our first responders, our police, and things of that nature. We can pay them like they need to be paid. Sure. Let's talk about zoning changes. We had uh, we heard the uh, second and final public hearing, which was approved uh, to uh, change zoning from a CS, uh, which is community district, to uh, South Mansfield form-based development of approximately 12.9 acres at uh, 3400 Harmon Road. And um, we heard, of course, uh, even under new business, uh, the first uh, and final reading on an ordinance that would approve a development agreement with MR a Development Corporation, the Carlton Development, uh, regarding the development of, or I said development a lot of times, didn't I? That's all right. Regarding the development of approximately uh, 12.9 acres. That's out of the uh, Joseph Lawrence survey. So uh, a lot happening in, in the city. People know that they're living it. And um, we're excited about it because it brings uh, those amenities to Mansfield that uh, people want. Let's talk about an economic performance agreement. Yes, uh, we approved an economic development and performance agreement uh, by and between uh, the uh, Mansfield Economic Development Corporation, which we call MEDC, and uh, Hoffman Cabinets. You know, Hoffman has been a mainstay in Mansfield, and sure. they, they just do outstanding work, and, and we just appreciate having them as our community partners. And finally... Yes, last an, but not least. An appointment. An appointment, yes. So to finalize the meeting, council appointed uh, Patrick Moses to fill a vacancy on the Planning and Zoning Commission, and that was it, sir. What time did you get out last night? 
We got out last night about 8.15. Okay, uh, we, so uh, an eight-hour eight, day. Yeah, about eight-hour day. It was all good, and uh, we continue to serve, and looks like we'll be making more trips to Austin uh, to speak on behalf of our city. Doing the people's work. Trying to do the best we can. Go forth, uh, Mr. Mayor. That's a moment with the mayor, and appreciate you being on About Mansfield. Always good to be here. You have a great rest of the day, sir. Historic downtown will be rocking this Saturday as the city presents its annual Music Alley Festival. Mansfield residents are invited to enjoy four stages of live music, dance, artist vendors, food, and interactive activities from 4 to 10 p.m. at the event that was just named the state's best mid-market music festival by the Texas Travel Awards. Music Alley will take place on Walnut Street, also known as the Alley Behind the Far Best Theater in downtown Mansfield. Again, it's Saturday, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Admission and parking are free. If you have a comment about the show, the good, the bad, the ugly, you got something on your mind about the news or whatever, you can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938 or by email at news at aboutmansfield.com. This coming Monday, May 1st, is School Principals Day, and it doesn't matter whether you organize a big car parade or send a video shout-out on social media. The bottom line is to do something to honor your school principal. You can simply send a thank-you note or perhaps get them on the phone and pay your respects. Principals often put on their admin hat and run the school's internal affairs. They also guide parents and teachers from time to time, but all in all, principals are hard-working people who deserve all the respect in the world. So, even a simple thank you on social media will suffice. Principals can also have a tremendous impact on the lives of their students. My son Daniel had a great admiration for his intermediate school principal. She has since retired from working 30 years in education, but her name is emblazoned on the side of... Alma Martinez Intermediate School right here in Mansfield. So this coming Monday, how about a tip of the hat to school principals that made a difference in your life? Let's head on over to the weather desk and check the forecast for the upcoming week. Colleen? Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. We've got a typical festival of spring weather fun on top this week, with a couple of cold fronts coming through, bringing with them a slight threat of severe weather, mostly in the form of large hail. We'll pick up one to two inches of rain Tuesday through Saturday. As of this recording, our greatest chances of rain are Wednesday into Wednesday night and Friday into Friday night. We're looking at a high of 73 degrees on Wednesday, 78 degrees Friday, 77 degrees Sunday, and 77 degrees on Tuesday. If you've been following along with the weekly Tarrant Regional Water District's Water is Awesome lawn watering tips, you should have turned on your irrigation last week for the first time this year. Well, it's time to turn it off again, as Mother Nature has been providing us with an ample amount of water to cover us for at least the next week. For more information and watering conservation tips, log on to waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. I'm Angel Biasati. Allergy season never ends in North Texas. And we'll talk about it in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Mansfield real estate is as hot as ever. Why do so many people choose our fair city? 
I'm Beth Steinke, and I'm going to break down the why versus the what today on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that will have you daydreaming about purple cocktails. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. At Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've been caring for our home team for over 15 years. Today, you'll find award-winning physicians on the medical staff, advanced neurosurgery, a level three trauma center, critical care for newborns, and comprehensive orthopedic care. Methodist Mansfield, delivering the care our friends, neighbors, and home team depend on. That's community, and why so many people trust Methodist. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. Congratulations to our latest trivia question winner, Ian Kelly. Last week, we asked, what is the name of the Ben Barber Robotics Team? Ian was the first to correctly reply and knew it's the Ben Barber Fighting Pickles, and he has won a $25 gift card to the restaurant of his choice. When we come back, this week's trivia question, this is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio 3.0. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. What started out as an audio-only studio, Podcast Mansfield is now a full-service audio and video recording studio, complete with custom green screen backgrounds, two high-definition cameras, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and we can also help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Wealth Building Made Simple. We are TPM and Wealth Think Tank Television, just to name a few. So whether you're a hands-on person or just need a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is here to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway, just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. 
Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now. You know it for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 restaurant gift card to the restaurant of your choice, brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped the Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. And as I say every week, not every winner submits their answer on Wednesday. So if you're listening on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know what, whatever, give it a shot you may be taking home a $25 restaurant gift card. Here we go. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, About Mansfield listeners, if you are listening on the day of this show's release, Wednesday, April 26th, today is our host, Steve Casillo's 36th wedding anniversary. Today's trivia question exercise is very simple. For a $25 restaurant gift card, be the first to wish Steve and his lovely wife Maria a happy anniversary by email at trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, be the first to wish Steve and his wife Maria a happy anniversary by email at trivia at aboutmansfield.com and you will win a $25 restaurant gift card. Good luck and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm Michelle Newsom, Mansfield School Board Trustee, and you're listening to about Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Got itchy eyes and the sneezes? Angel Biasati brings you a little relief this allergy season in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel? Allergy season is all year round in Texas, especially high in April when plants begin to pollinate and our antihistamines, also known as allergy medications, Safe to use every day indefinitely? That depends on the drug. Some highly effective sprays can become habit-forming and create rebound symptoms, while the latest generation of antihistamines almost have no side effects. Allergy medications may be safely used like an antihistamine pill or corticosteroid spray without fear of forming a habit or building up tolerance. There are nearly no long-term concerns at all with these allergy medications. However, some do have a few precautions. Antihistamine medications work by blocking the chemicals that cause us to suffer an allergic reaction. Dimetap, NyQuil, Benadryl, target histamine receptors in the nervous system and can cause drowsiness because they cross what's called the blood-brain barrier. They are stronger for reducing allergy symptoms, but they can cause us some drowsiness and they don't last all day. This type of medication may cause confusion and can cause falls among senior adults. Research has linked their long-term use to an increased risk of dementia. If you suffer from heart disease, high blood pressure, asthma, or emphysema, ask your physician what allergy medication is best to take. 
Antihistamines like Allegra, Zyrtec, Clarinex, Claritin, Zizol, to name a few, cause less drowsiness, and they last up to 24 hours. These drugs interact with fewer medications. So if you're taking a lot of prescriptions, the newer antihistamines might be a safer bet. But always ask your physician which ones are best for you to take. Many allergy sufferers turn to sprays for relief. They're safe as well. Saline rinses are the natural way to keep nasal passages clean and moist and ease sinus inflammation. Whether using over-the-counter squirt bottle, a home brew of distilled water and kosher salt, or a neti pot, those are proven ways to clear pollen and other allergens from the mucous membranes. The bottom line is that most of these medications are safe to take on a daily basis. Some patients take more than one. Some even mix and match a nasal spray with an antihistamine pill. But taking preventative medication forever may not be for everyone. There may be a better option for allergy sufferers who can't find relief no matter how many drugs they take. If you're struggling taking two, three, four medications a day, I encourage you to consider making yourself less allergic. That means a trip to a specialist who can offer an allergy test and treatment. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Wheelchair Beth Steinke is here to break down the why versus the what in the Mansfield real estate market update. Beth? Mansfield is a vibrant city located in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex. The location is one of the primary reasons we chose Mansfield without a doubt. The easy access to the larger cities were a draw for us. But I find that I try very hard to keep my purchases and dining out dollars here in Mansfield. Keep that tax money at home helps to reinvest into our community. But here are five other reasons why someone would consider moving to Mansfield. Number one, affordable housing. Now, I know immediately what you're thinking. Mansfield is not affordable. Actually, it's quite affordable when you consider what you can get for your money elsewhere. Now, it's not Arkansas affordable, but then again, you'd be living in Arkansas. Now, for all my Arkansas friends, I'm not picking on your state, but it is definitely more affordable than the DFW Metroplex. Our prices were lagging behind the rest of the country for decades, and we finally caught up, and it's been a little bit unnerving for those who have lived here a long time. Mansfield is beginning to offer a variety of housing options, including townhomes, easy maintenance homes for the over 55 crowd, and large single-family homes. We definitely have some more work to do in order to provide homes for all types of needs and budgets, but we are getting there. Currently, the city has a mix of new construction as well as older homes with tons of character. Number two, great schools. Mansfield has some of the best schools in the area with a focus on providing quality education for all students. Mansfield Independent School District has consistently been ranked among top school districts in Texas. MISD is a fairly large school district with a diverse student population of over 35,000 with a 94% graduation rate. Some of the standout programs are the Ben Barber Innovation Academy with 16 special programs helping prepare the workforce of tomorrow and the Dr. Jan Druko Early Learners Academy, which is like Disney World for three-year-old learners. 
I encourage you to learn more about these amazing school programs available right here in our hometown of Mansfield. Number three, community events. Mansfield offers a variety of community events throughout the year, including festivals, concerts, and holiday celebrations, the world-famous Pickle Parade, Music Alley, and a growing art scene. Our library has engaging programs for residents of all age groups. The city has a vibrant downtown area with shops and restaurants, breweries, and coffee shops, making it a great place to meet and socialize with other residents. Number four, outdoor activities. Mansfield has over 1,100 acres of parks and green space, including Walnut Creek Linear Park, Catherine Rose Memorial Park, and the Oliver Nature Park. These parks offer opportunities for hiking, biking, fishing, picnicking, and make a great place for outdoor enthusiasts. The Linear Trail Project is particularly unique, and if you haven't had a chance to take a walk on this beautiful path, you need to put it on your to-do list. Number five, quality of life. An engaged community enhances our quality of life. The people who listen to this podcast are probably some of the most informed and best engaged in our city. Thank you for being the best part of what makes this city great. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and neighbors too. Let's continue to work together to make Mansfield great. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield real estate market update. As of April 24th, there are 98 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. Homes this week range from 225,000 with the list topping out at nearly 1.8 million. There are 16 homes available in Mansfield under 350,000. Last week, 15 homes sold in Mansfield, including three new construction homes. The average sales price of all 15 homes was $496,000, representing 99% of final asking price. Those homes were on the market for an average of 67 days. March numbers are in, and let's take a look at the big picture. March of 2023, median sales prices were up year over year 4%. 72% of those homes were listed between 400 and 750,000. Active listings are up over 200%, and that is primarily reflective of the new construction that flooded the market and is staying on the market just a bit longer than usual. Here is an interesting stat that should really inform your market knowledge. Closed sales are flat year over year. Now, what does that mean? That means that even though interest rates are up today, remember, Interest rates dropped back in July of 2022, but the same number of houses are selling this year that were selling last year when things were still quite frenetic. Hmm, interesting. I would call that stable and solid. Now, please join me over the next few weeks as I'll be doing a multi-part series on home buying, walking through the ins and outs of buying a home. Whether it's your first or your 15th, I definitely want you to tune in with me and then share it with someone who you know is preparing to buy a home in the next one to two years. Do you have a real estate question I can answer? Send me a message via email to info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good as Brian Certain serves up a batch of lavender spritzer in the cocktail of the week. Brian? This week's cocktail of the week is the batched lavender vodka spritzer. Five weeks ago, I started a new series on batch cocktails. To remind you what a batch cocktail is when you're making them by the pitcher or the batch, meaning you're pre-making your cocktails for your friends to come over and you enjoy the cocktails individually from the batch, but this way you're not caught in the kitchen having to make cocktails all night long. So this cocktail is made with a blueberry lavender simple syrup, 
lime juice, and vodka. This refreshing soda spritzer is an easy happy hour cocktail that everyone will enjoy. The simple syrup is quick to prepare and makes enough for this pitcher as well as for future beverages. Either fresh or frozen blueberries will work in this drink. Fresh lavender is best, although you can use dried food-grade lavender buds if you need to. But as always, don't worry about taking notes. I'll be giving out the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. Or you can go to bourbongospel.com and sign up, and that week's cocktail will be delivered right to your inbox every Wednesday. So how do you make a batch-made lavender vodka spritzer? So first thing you're going to need is you're going to make the simple syrup. So the simple syrup is two cups of water, two cups of sugar, two cups of blueberries, either fresh or frozen, and eight sprigs of fresh organic lavender or two tablespoons of a dry culinary lavender. To make the spritzer, you're going to need 32 ounces of vodka, 16 ounces of the blueberry lavender syrup, eight ounces of fresh lime juice, and two liters of club soda. To make the simple syrup, you're going to combine the water, the sugar, and blueberries in a saucepan, bring to a boil over medium-high heat, stir well to dissolve the sugar. You're then going to reduce the heat to a low simmer, add the lavender sprigs or the dried culinary lavender, and let simmer for about 10 minutes. You're going to strain the syrup into a jar. As you pour, you're going to use a hand blender or a muddler to squeeze all the remaining juice from the berries. Then you're going to pour all the ingredients into a one-gallon container. To serve it, again, I'm going to get out that beverage dispenser, and I'm going to pour the patch cocktail into it, and then I'm going to individually fill glasses with ice. I'm going to, this time, I'm going to put a couple, a small handful of blueberries in, and then fill with the cocktail, and then serve with either a lemon or a lime wedge. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at brian at bourbongospel.com, and until next week. As the famed Southern author Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. And last time I looked, you're still not. Hi, this is Philip DeGroat, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I am Steve Casillo, as always, making the transition from news to talk. And today we finish our... Mind-blowing in-studio interview with artificial intelligence expert Von Wynn Jones. Enjoy. Doctor GPT could be the next wave of WebMD. Yes, where you go onto WebMD and you here are my symptoms and this is what could be wrong with you. Uh, and and GPT could actually take you to the next level of of. <laughs> not not performing surgery on yourself, but well, well not yet. No, but I mean, yes. I mean, the the thing is that yes, could it do that with WebMD? Yes, absolutely. Are you still going to go on with a stub toe and come out thinking you've got cancer? Absolutely. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's because every symptom. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Which comes back to that. Yeah. yeah. So um, yes, it it can. It's it can revel. I mean, the the law is really fascinating because it has access to you know all this law books and constitution and history and everything. So it can it will make a great um, paralegal to work in the law department. Sure, um, it certainly has the ability to work with an EMT on an ambulance and say, all right, 
based on the medical direction that you've been given, which you probably aren't carrying around in your head, right. and based on the symptoms that we're seeing here, this is what you should do next. Right. Here, you, here are their vitals. and, and uh, when, So when, when I was preparing for this, and, and when you approached me about a month ago, the first thing I thought about, uh, again, going back to, to man versus, versus computer, yeah, uh, and, and I immediately flashed on a song. Of course, you know I'm a musician, and that's usually what happens: is, oh, there's a song for this. And there's this. <laughs> there was a song written in 1971, and you're from the UK, yeah. And it's a rock band, so it, and you and I are, I'm going to guess, are fairly similar in age. So uh, the band Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, right? You're probably familiar with. I uh, yeah, I'm not sure if yes. I know every one of their songs. That's a, that's this? that's okay. But the, one of the songs that they did on brain salad surgery, it's actually the very last song, and it's a song about going to war against computers. Now we're talking 1971, yeah. and I, I I wanted so the the last one, two, three, the last six lines of this song is a conversation between man and the computer. Apparently, this is the last man standing versus the computer. And the man says, I am all there is. And the computer says, negative, primitive, limited, I let you live. The man says, but I gave you life. Computer says, what else could you do? The man says, to do what was right. The computer ends with, I'm perfect, are you? That's and, really fascinating. and I was 11 years old yeah. when I was listening to that, and it was just yeah. mind-blowing to the day, I mean, what, 53 years later, it's still on my mind that, that computers, I'm perfect, are you? I'm still trying to get my head around the idea that 1971 was 53 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and so that's, uh, well, you and I grew up with a similar zeitgeist, I think, and um, everyone has, all, and we talked about this at the beginning of the Terminator thing, um, everyone has always been concerned that, you know, eventually the machine will turn against us. And yet, and even though that conversation is going on right now, as I said before, the rate of acceptance of this thing is unprecedented and when I was trying to figure out why I finally came to the realization that it's because the reason that we're building this thing even though we know it can destroy us is because it touches something that's absolutely innate in our and it's in our DNA it's completely um primitive which is creating life okay mm -hmm. that's we recognize that's what we're doing um, and we also understand, it's like with our kids, our kids might end up being a problem when we grow up. True. But Although, the, and when you said creating life, the first thing I thought was, well, a computer cannot reproduce, but can it? Well, they've been trying that out too. Does, I mean, can a, 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 a robot can build another robot so we get, and can transfer th that data to another? Yeah. To so another, so I, we, we get into that point now. Um, Microsoft's been testing with drones, for example, yeah. where they'll give it a plain English instruction to do a search and rescue of this area. The AI will then write code and feed it into the drone for the, you know, based on what it knows we want it to do, it'll write the code and actually give the instructions to the AI, uh, to the drone. 
Um, they're starting to do these feedback loops now with some of the models where, yes, it actually goes back and it, it takes a look at what it's done and it's this reflection mode um, where it goes back and rewrites its prompts based on the information that it now has about the outcome. Once it's writing its own code um, and updating itself heuristically with that code, that's when it gets away from us. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, and and that is is that part of the process of the seven breakthroughs? Um, it's um, yes. I think <laughs> it's not like we're trying to. It's really it's really difficult, Steve, because on the one hand, yes, it's not, but it's not like we're saying, oh, if we do this, it'll come beat us up. That's not why they're doing it, but they're doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's really weird. Um, <clears throat> Oppenheimer didn't, you know, re- until the bomb went off, he really didn't understand what it was they'd done. Yeah. Um, but he knew that it had the potential to be that thing. Um, and so they kept, you know, they kept building it because they because they had to. Um, so yeah. this is the next atom bomb. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly economically. It is. Yeah, but what this will, you know, th- that you're going to see a lot of companies rise and then disappear. Some, most companies, most technology companies like Microsoft, Google, Nvidia and so on, will continue to be around because they've got their finger on the pulse this time on this stuff. You you may see some fall by the wayside, some large ones, but mostly these guys are going to be around for a while. But like any nuclear application, you're going to see a whole bunch of stuff that um, is exciting at first, and then everybody's got it, and it just bleeds into your phone, and then that's just part of that. Um, what the challenge is going to be is what we do legally. Um, because we have a habit of writing laws from a point of panic at the last minute. And AI has the potential to be used by a bad actor to do something incredibly bad, like, you know, bring down, you know, the electric, electrical network or mm-hmm. um, the stock market or some other thing like that. And then we get these laws that get passed, which are over-controlling and, and not really well-written because... We just don't think far enough ahead. I was going to say, yeah. because you don't understand it. Yeah. You don't understand it enough to go, right, thinking far enough ahead. I'm only thinking three years ahead, but, you know, let's yeah. think 20 years ahead. Yeah, and so so one of the things that we're trying to do at Future Watch is right now we've identified all of the key players, or most of the key players, in the AI space. Um, and our next move, because we have an election coming up in 2024, our next move is to try and connect these people with politicians so that they can make good law now. And we do need some law around this um, to to regulate to a degree. Um, what it actually looks like, I don't know yet, but these guys are the smarter than me. They really do. So we need to connect them with, with politicians so they can start writing this stuff now rather than waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's my belief that AI is probably going to be the big ticket item at the next election in the way that the pandemic was at the last. Hmm. And it's interesting to to see now the the again the development the transgression of of AI which was when GPT first started it's just text based. Yeah. And now it's moving in Adobe is getting into the uh the graphic base of yeah. we can we can create an art 
piece based on your text that you input. And a guy just did this today. A friend of mine on Facebook posted um, three cobra heads that are sticking up out of a field of blue bonnets in the rain. And I would assume that's what he entered into the Adobe yeah. software was three cobra heads. Uh, and, and it oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Oh, it, yeah. it is a work of art. So, I mean, I, I'll show you some pictures later that you, you have the ability to take like 20 of your pictures, drop them into a model and train it on you. Okay. Yeah. And then from that, you can produce um, some pretty remarkable pictures um, as if you were, you know, doing various things like running for president or sitting in a bar or watching balloon flights or all kinds of things. Now, I'll walk you, th- I'll show you some of those after okay. we wrap up. But, um, Midjourney is an interesting example. Now we're touching on the, the graphical space. Mid, think of Midjourney like Napster. Okay, they were the first. Right. Okay? But Adobe is doing it smarter. And there's three ways to make money. We know that you can be first, you can be smarter, or you can cheat. Um, <laughs> so Midjourney chose to be first and cheat. But what Adobe is doing that is very different is they're using licensing agreements that make sure that the artists and the photographers for the images that they are using to train their model do get the benefit from that. Um, whereas Midjourney just went and scraped everything off the internet. And you'd see probably seen thing as some, some of the photographs out there actually have shutterstock, you know, oh, little marks on yeah. the ones it produces because <laughs> it's seen so many like that. Um, so Midjourney is probably not going to be around long. They'll, they'll get in trouble. Um, and they'll probably end up being closed down. But yeah, t- like like Napster got in trouble. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. So, um, but the other, you know, the rise was Amazon streaming and a- Apple streaming and, and all of iTunes, you know. So um, the infrastructure is there now. The technology is there now. And so we this text-to-image will continue to be in place. And uh, the, the latest iterations of these GPT models uh, they're multimodal, which is one of the breakthroughs, which is where it's not just receiving input from text. It can now look at images and then videos and audio and all this stuff. And as it has the ability to, to process data from different sources, it becomes more useful and becomes more knowledgeable. Uh, and then we get to the next stage and we don't know what's going to happen. So mm. it's, it's incredibly exciting time to be alive. Um, all I can say to anybody is recognize that change is coming. Um, it is better to be open to that change and find ways that you can use it to help you in your work because it's going to touch most people, particularly white collar, funnily enough. Initially in the first round, white collar and artists, of course, but yeah. I know artist friends right now that are leveraging this technology. Um, so make sure that you are recognizing that the change is going to happen whether you like it or not, and how can you adapt to it to kind of stay ahead of the game? I, right now, for me, chat GPT is, is, is just a toy. It's, it's something which, you know, everybody's curious about, mm-hmm. and, and you know what, I wonder if it can write me a limerick about such and such, or I wonder if it can, uh, yeah, I have not tried this, but uh, wouldn't it be cool if it could write a poem that I could turn into music. Yeah, I've had it write poems. I've had it write the. There's a there's a program called Sonic Pi, which you may have heard of. Sonic Pi, no, no. Okay, so Sonic Pi is they actually use it in EDM music. You can. It's a computer program that plays music live in a loop, and you can change the code 
you know, add synths, drop the bass, and so on, um, live on stage. Okay. Okay. There's actually YouTube videos of these guys doing this. It knows how to write Sonic Pi code. So it can write you the song, it can write you the music for the song, and you can put them together and and play it. I've done it. Write some really weird stuff. That is, as a a musician, uh, writing lyrics has always been my... That's 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 my what do they say? This is my kryptonite. Uh, I can write music, I can compose, mm-hmm. but yeah, if we have any poem uh, poets out there who want to submit their poems, I can uh, <laughs> I can put them to music. But uh, I'll have to try that. Say yeah. you know, write me a a five stanza poem. Um, and I'll choose a topic. Oh my gosh! Now yeah, it does. Yeah. You got me. Uh, this is fascinating <laughs> as hell. I, and it's uh, and you know we're we're well into a half an hour on this, and my mind is still going like like the the, the hamsters in the wheel of just. <laughs> so if you run through the things that it's the areas it's going to hit first, obviously already art and music we know that literature, education, the law. Um, science and technology. Programming is a big one because it was trained in large part on programming. And that's why they think that this um, reasoning ability has come out is because when you write pro, when you write code, what you're trying to do is teach or deconstruct a problem and teach it to a very stupid child. Okay. Which is what a computer is. Yeah. Um, until you've given it the instructions. So it, it, thinks for you know in air quotes it thinks in that way uh and so yes programming anything in the technology field anything that involves a lot of paperwork those are the areas it's going to hit first and and you you mentioned programming i again going through the the curiosity phase of of gpt the of uh i used to design websites Mm -hmm. and i actually went in and i said um Create a basic website using HTML, mm-hmm. which nobody uses HTML anymore. And it did. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my gosh, where were you 20 years ago? I could have made a lot of money off it. I guess that's cheating, though, right? No, uh, it doesn't. I mean, <laughs> as, long as, as long as the customer gets what they want yeah, um, and they're willing to pay you what you want for it, then that's fine. Um, I, yes, but it can write. I haven't found a programming language it doesn't know how to write yet. Um, I've used it to write PowerShell scripts for work. Um, I've used it to write PHP code for the website. Mm-hmm. Um, I used it to help me build the website in the first place because I used an Amazon virtual server and I didn't know how to set, how the hell to set it up. But it's like having an engineer sitting there with you that you can ask really dumb questions to and it doesn't care. It just gives you the answer and gives you the code. And if there's a problem... It, with no judgment. With no judgment. That's the, the amazing <laughs> thing about it. That's why I think it has a lot of application for teachers and for the kids at the back of the room that never want to raise their hands um, because they're afraid of getting judged by their classmates or the teacher or whatever. They can finally raise their hand now without judgment. Well, so. wait. Are robots going to take over the classroom? I think we're going to see a lot more. Um, I mean, if you think about it, technology has been taking over the classroom for a long time now. Mm, yeah. uh, this is just the next iteration of it. I think that there's absolutely the capability to have um, one tablet, if you like, that stays with a child from, you know, from K through 12. Yeah. Um, and as they get older and it adjusts to their learning speed and, and what they need to know, it interacts with them it knows them it can, becomes a very personal personal thing like the family dog in a way 
um, and teaches them and helps them and reports to the teacher and everything else and what's going on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and again, things are the the wheels are turning where where the uh, the student sits down at a desk, but the desk is not just your normal desk. It's actually a computer uh, screen that yeah. you you log into, and that goes into the central servers of the school, including the robot who's teaching the class, and you you log out of that and move on to your next class, yeah. which just coincidentally happens to be taught by the same robot because they're all the robots are, 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 Oh my, this is a, this is a movie. (laughs) uh, It's several movies. Yeah. I, I I can't, I can't envision uh, Edward James almost in stand and deliver uh, as a, as a robot, uh, which was a a tremendous teaching movie, but uh, he was also in Battlestar Galactica. Is that right? Which was the robots uh, rebelling yes, again? Yes, <laughs> yes, he was. Like I said, this is this is just incredible. And it's right now we're just on the tip. Yeah, we are. We're starting to crest the wave of um, of this next killer application. And there's a lot of opportunity out there. And one of the things we're trying to do is find companies that are doing exciting things in this space, and then find companies that have a need for it, and then connect them all together. So. Well, um, usually at this point, I ask if if someone wanted some more information a, a, about uh, whatever we are are in conversation of. If, yeah. if someone, uh, not necessarily if they want to reach out to you, but if someone wanted to do some research on what is, I, I think we've covered it pretty well. But what is AI, and where can they do some more research on it? So uh, on our website, we put a, basically a one hundred and one out there, which breaks it down, and then the seven breakthroughs and what those are, and then um, we have breaking news and so on. So I would definitely say, from that point of view, start there, which is futurewatch.ai, uh, and then in terms of the different tools that are out there, there's a great site. Um, called futuretools.io, which is I'm not affiliated with, but they're really good at keeping track of the latest tools that have come out and, you know, for the different areas, you know, audio, video, graphics, text, so on. Um, so I definitely recommend taking a look at both of those sites. The the suffix .com and .edu has has expanded expanded so much. That, yeah. yeah, I know that we're in the the uh, the I've seen .io. Dot AI does make sense that it would yeah. be artificial intelligence. So the um, so it's not a it's, to our listeners. It's not a dot com or it's not a dot org or net. It's right. a dot AI and a dot IO. So futurewatch dot AI, future tools dot IO dot IO. Yeah. And I'm sorry, the in, IO means input output. Input output. Yeah. Okay. It's a. I mean, it's probably a prefix for some country or something that said, "Hey, you can use this." But um, yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's supposed to be computer related. So I O input output. You got anything else? Or are we going to conclude? I think that's it. Like I said, the main thing is just be aware that this is happening. Uh, keep an eye on it. Don't be don't be afraid of it. Be, be somewhat cautious. Um, and try not to put any personal information into it because you never know where it's going to turn up somewhere else. Yeah. I did, again, going back to the curiosity, uh, because people have actually, I'm going to use the term Googled their name in chat 
GPT. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I entered, uh, who is Steve Casillo? Apparently, I'm still a nobody. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a so Wikipedia. Same thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it did a great entry for me. I said, oh, he has his master's from whatever. This isn't me. You know, it was crazy. Just, so uh, Vaughn Wynne-Jones, I'm still, I, I'm, I'm blown away. <laughs> I'm blown away, but, but in a good way. I, I'm looking forward to using more AI in the future. In my standpoint, really from an artistic standpoint, mm-hmm. um, I, I see it uh, embellishing my, my, my music and unbelievable. I, I sure appreciate you. Number one, reaching out to me because I didn't know that you were in the AI business. And uh, number two, uh, thank you for coming in here and explaining what, what my pleasure. What it's and, all about. Uh, yeah. If you need anything down the road, let me know. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with yet another fine Mansfield resident. You'll just have to tune in to find out who it is. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love. How about going over to Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star review? Or, you know what, just support this podcast, if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com. Enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb, Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati, Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke, Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain, Post-Production Editing, Mixing, and Mastering, Steve Casillo. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. Mansfield.